Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free in iTunes and at thejazzsession.com, where you'll find Amazon links to purchase the music that you hear on the show. And if you do it that way, a little bit of uh, your purchase price comes back to the Jazz Session. And you'll also find uh, the new Join button, uh, both on the left-hand side and on the top of the Jazz Session site. Uh, you'll see Subscribe and Join buttons. You can do that for as little as $10 a month or $110 a year. There's both monthly and yearly levels, and there are some thank yous that go along with those. Uh, but most importantly, you'll keep the Jazz Session coming to you. Uh, I figure I need about 100 subscribers in the short term in order to uh, allow me to continue to do this show, and I would love to keep doing it. So I hope you'll become a member, and uh, thank you to those folks who already have. My guest today is uh, one of the most prolific, uh, one of the most recorded, one of the most active bassists uh, in the jazz scene today, particularly on the uh, kind of more experimental, uh, adventurous end of the music. That's William Parker. He's got two new records that are out, Uncle Joe's Spirit House, which is uh, an organ quartet, and an album called I Plan to Stay a Believer, The Inside Songs of Curtis Mayfield. Uh, Both are really fantastic records. And uh, just incredibly joyous. Uh, it was hard to pick uh, what to start with, but here's a tune called This Is My Country from the uh, I Plan to Stay a Believer record. My guest is uh, one of the most active and uh, prolific and influential bassists uh, working in music today. He's got two fantastic new records out on the uh, Om Fidelity label. Uh, One is called I Plan to Stay a Believer, The Inside Songs of Curtis Mayfield, and the other is Uncle Joe's Spirit House. And uh, it's it's my pleasure and honor to welcome William Parker to the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. 
I was trying to figure out what to me unites uh, these two records, and, and I think the thing that I hit upon, at least to my ear, is that they both seem to contain just really intense joy. And I guess I wanted to start by asking you what what role joy plays in in music making for you, and whether you think that's even a fair characterization of of these records. Well, th- those records, um, and particularly in, in my uh, discography of r- recordings, um, have definitely have that element. Although, you know, of course, joy takes on many kinds of uh, levels and plateaus, um, but I guess it's the sort of the springboard for, uh, one one springboard for, for elevating our consciousness, and um, where we can sort of bounce off of something and go to uh, another area. I think it, 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 it is certain rhythms, there's certain melodies that are written to to touch upon our, to go right to the center of our being and um, you know, just touch an area that, 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 that brings about uh, a dance or a smile uh, where we move our bodies. I think it's in connection with our with our heartbeat, and uh, I think that that's very important for uh, music to be connected to our heartbeats, to to echo the heartbeat, to um, to stimulate it in a particular way, and then and then we respond. You know, through, through our uh, our, our, maybe our senses at first, but I think it, it goes deeper than that as, as we listen and just let our minds go. Uh, you really get into the music on, on that level plus uh, many other levels. Come together, spread love, reap the glory. Come together, spread love, reap the glory. The sister, sister, the sister. If, if I can give a kind of a concrete example here, uh, for example, on the I Plan to Stay a Believer record, uh, one of the tracks is This Is My Country. And that the the text of that is a very a pointed, direct critique of uh, exploitation and giving not, not only credit, but giving justice where justice is due. And yet it's it's couched or surrounded by 
uh, and I don't know, maybe joy is not the right word, but what to me sounds like incredibly joyous music. It is delivering uh, a very pointed and you know unsentimental look at the way the world really is inside the context of this very uplifting music that gives you uh, hope that there can be something better down the road. At least that's that's how I hear it. Uh, and I, I just wonder what your take on something like that is. Well, it's, uh, you know, this is my country. I mean, on, on the CD you have uh, two versions of it, I believe. You have the version from the uh, children in France. And uh, these were all 90% of them were were African or Moroccan or Algerian uh, children who were living in France. And um, Africans living in, uh, who, who live in a country as a result of uh, imperialization, uh, and then they get passports, so like if, you know, France and is, has a colony in, in Africa, then they get their freedom. That country, the citizens usually can get French passports and they come to France, but at the same time, you know, they're, it's like um, they're really not accepted on the level that they should be because they they speak French, but they're not French. But at the same time, these children are saying, you know, this is my country. By, uh, by hook or crook, I'm here, and um, I'm helping to make a contribution to this country. And uh, and this is ditto for the the American version, uh, is that because like slaves uh, built the White House and um, the, the slaves plus European um, immigrants and um, the European immigrants were paid. The slave master was play, paid, but the slaves were not paid for that work. So that's a real literal. Um, job a contribution, but you know you have railroads, you have all the contributions of uh, of people who are not really uh, accepted as uh, Americans in a real open arm way. So, uh, but yet the song is 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 really a a, a protest, but it's it's got that rousing uh, shout. And 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 joy and happy feeling that these people are proclaiming this is my country. You know, this is my country is to, is also.
We people Who are darker than blue Are we gonna hang around this town And let what others say William, will you uh, talk about the origin of the uh, inside songs of, of Curtis Mayfield? <clears throat> yes. Well, it started out uh, the as an idea. I, I Sometimes I have ideas in my head, like I have an idea to do, um, at some point, to do a particular arrangement of a, of a tune, to do an Ellington uh, project perhaps and it's always just an idea that's never on the front burner because uh, I, I, right now I feel it's, it's most important for you know living musicians to do their music because uh, they don't do their music you know, right now it's no one's going to do it but uh, I had said that I was interested in doing uh, music of, of Curtis Mayfield and the, a producer of the Banya Blues Festival heard me and approached me and said, "Are you? Will you? Do you really want to do it?" So I, I felt it was it was a commission, and was also a way for me to get one of these uh, pro, uh, uh, projects that floats in your head to actually come into fruition. So uh, I said, "Yes, I, I, I want to do it." And uh, so he came up with the idea of doing workshops with school children in the schools outside of Paris and that's what eventually formed the chorus it was 90 kids and we had 25 djembe players and a mixed ensemble of about 20 musicians and the music of Curtis Mayfield I sent some cassettes and some uh, music I had transcribed to the teachers at the schools and they taught them the songs the best they could then, then I came over and also singer Lena Conquest came over about two weeks before the main concert was going to happen at the festival and we taught these uh, these kids the music along with the teachers and uh, you know French was their first language they had not really known of Curtis Mayfield but they knew about melody and they knew about rhythm and they knew about singing together and they knew about dancing so that's all they needed and so we rehearsed with them and then we did the concert with them in addition to uh, I think Hamid Drake and Louis Barnes played on that concert as well and then the next day we did the premiere of the, the ensemble inside songs of Curtis Mayfield with uh, Mary Baraka, Jaime Drake, Louis Barnes, Daryl Foster, Lena Conquest, and myself. Later on, Sabia Martin joined us. And uh, on certain tracks, we have uh, Lafayette Gilchrist and also Gamo E. Brown plays on uh, a couple of tracks replacing Jaime Drake. And and that's how it, it, it came about, and it, it, it just kind of evolved into uh, we did one record in Rome um, New York is now festival and that was released but this record uh, I plan to stay a believer is sort of the ultimate representation right now of what we've done so far and we had lots of concerts in Europe with, with the band 
and also we give you a, a little glimpse of the children's concert with the two tracks uh, from the kids in uh, Paris. Who's the blind man that killed him? If you see yourself, you would dig yourself And then be yourself The inside songs refer to. Can you tell us more about that concept? Okay, uh, you know, sometimes it's called the inside song. Sometimes it's called the inside songs, and uh, it's the idea that I've always felt that the catalyst for each person's music is that particular person who's creating the music. Meaning that if you're playing. Uh, if you want to play Cecil Taylor's music, you know, the, basically the catalyst for that music was Cecil Taylor and then, uh, also John Coltrane. You, you would need John Coltrane. And Curtis Mayfield, you would need Curtis Mayfield because they he was the creator of the music and we really couldn't do, uh, I don't think I could do a version of any song better than he would do it. And I don't know if he were alive today, what he'd be doing, what he'd be writing, but it was a possibility to, since he died, to go in where he left off and to say, take a song, to the idea of taking a song like People Get Ready, and then asking Amiri Baraka, the poet, to write additional lyrics and sentiments off of that those words, you know, people get ready, there's a train a-coming. And uh, Mary Baraka says, people get ready, there's a storm a-coming. And then he proceeds from there. And we do that with each song, where there's the song proper, arranged the way we do it, within the uh, improvisational musical setting that, 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 that we use. And then there's the extension or inside song, which is the words of Baraka and us extending the musical forms and adding things to the music within the um, improvisational uh, world of, of sound, where we stretch things 
out, and, and Curtis Mayfield also stretched things out, but he stretched things out in the way he stretched things out, you know, because he was a guitar player. And uh, if you listen to some of his recordings, you know, they're always, he always stretched things out, but it was the way he played. So we can only stretch things out the way we play without really trying to be worried about a style. And what I mean by that is whatever, wherever it ends up and wherever it goes is is where uh, we meet it and 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 move with it. Uh, you know, keeping the 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 fundamental idea of or sentiment of the of the original composition. I want to uh, switch gears a little bit, if we can, and, and talk about Uncle Joe's Spirit House, uh, which I, I also just love. I think it's a, a wonderful record. Um, uh, why did? What was the uh, the, the catalyst uh, for this record? Well, I have got an Uncle Joe who's ninety two years old now, maybe ninety three, who lives in the Bronx. He's my aunt's husband, my mother's sister's husband. And um, I was just visiting them one day, and, and, and I sort of, all my whole life, had, you know, slept on him. You know, like you, you, you know people, but you don't really get them. And he started talking about uh, meeting Jack Johnson, because he was, uh, a, a t- at one point, he used to box. And he started talking about dancing contests and dancing at the Savoy Ballroom and uh, talking about jazz. And then he started talking about Lenin and Stalin and all these things that he was interested in. And then I realized that my uncle was uh, was a very deep thinker who I didn't really know uh, was like that because we, you know, I, we when I never talked to him really. You know, just when you do visits, you 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 hang out with your your peers, which was my cousins who were my age. So I, I thought immediately that well, what I need to do is to pay a tribute to him and his wife. They're both in, in you know, over 90, 91, let's say. 
And um, so the idea was to get something that they would like that was accessible in, in a way for them, but also was true to ourselves. And um, so the idea of the organ tree, a quartet came up. And uh, Cooper Moore, who, who played piano in my group, in order to survive, had played the organ before. And uh, so I got him and Gerald Cleaver and Daryl Foster, who's on the inside songs of Curtis Mayfield. So uh, this material was constructed, and we went in the studio, recorded it, and then I presented to them. But the idea of Spirit House was was their house. You know, everyone where you you grew up, grew up, he had four children, and they were raised. I'm sorry, yeah, four children, and they were raised in the house. And part of the beauty of a family is raising your children, taking care of them. You know, through the ups and downs. And at 93, still being around to enjoy your grandchildren and your great grandchildren. So it's like a tribute to him and also to my Aunt Lee um, for surviving and still still moving around. I think he, he walks a mile to the grocery store when he has to. So he's still, he's still moving around, and, and they're still uh, doing what they do. William, do you think other people in your family were aware of uh, what a deep thinker your uncle is, or were you giving him an outlet for thoughts that he didn't talk to anyone else about? Well, they they knew, but you know, a lot of people, you know, what I consider deep, a lot of other people may say, you know, is, is eccentric or or out there. But because um, he, he worked at the post office all his life and, and took care of his family, and uh, but I just found you know when we talked, I really connected with him on, on, on a level because he was he was he wasn't just going along with the grain; he was going against the grain and uh, really speaking 
about things that he enjoyed and and really having an outlook about the structure of power in the world and um, having a, a connection with the with with the people with the, with the people who are struggling to 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 make it here. So um, a, a lot of that is, is I mean, in every family you know you have relatives who are considered out there maybe or perhaps um, different and it's just overlooked but uh, whenever I see someone like that I, I, I think it's a, a great occasion to, to meet them and be inspired by them I'm a, a huge fan of Cooper Moore, and he's he's been on this show before. And uh, the way he plays the organ, I'd never heard him play the organ until uh, this record. And uh, the way he plays it is really uh, very unlike you know what you normally hear when you hear somebody play an organ. And I think it it gives to this album uh, a wonderful sound that maybe harkens back a little in my in my head at least to the late '60s and early '70s, and um, you know things like Larry Young, people who were trying to do things with the organ other than you know what it's normally what is normally done with it was that your intention in getting him to play on this record or was that just a discovery as well, it went along you know i was speaking to someone the other day about when we think we're doing something that's in the traditional players think it's out <laughs> so <laughs> so uh so our you know our perspective is is always different uh and I, I knew we couldn't get to that traditional organ uh, sound and organ quart, you know, organ quartet, organ trio, uh, but we could get to the sound that was traditional for for Cooper Moore and Gerald Cleveland, William Parker, and, and Daryl Forster, and 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 that's what I was shooting for. It's almost like the the music. Reach, once it reaches its own level, then it, it can fly. But if you're trying to, you know, to get a sound before the sound has started, then it, it can be difficult. So I wasn't trying to get a sound or thinking of a sound to get, uh, because I didn't know what was going to happen until we did it. You know, we rehearsed, but we didn't uh, really get to it until we got to the studio and, and where it, you know, um, where it settled is uh i think is is where it was supposed to be and uh so i i was very happy with it because it, it and a lot of people say well you know it is it sounds like the sun organ that sun raw plays and uh you know so i think if 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 there's any similarity with that i think that's good but uh but i think it it finds its own space in in time Thank you. 
Yeah, I completely agree, and I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to pigeonhole it by comparing it to to things I've heard in the past. I mean, it's its own. It's its own thing, and that's as it should be. Um, this uh, this show will come out in uh, in a few weeks. Are there some uh, performances that you'd like to mention uh, coming up on your calendar? Well, I'm 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 going to Europe next week, so I'll just be in uh, Europe till November 20th doing stuff over there. So nothing really in America until uh, I think January 21st. We actually do a concert with the Curtis Mayfield Project in New York at the 92nd Y in uh, Tribeca. And that's January 21st. That's great. And this show actually has a ton of European listeners, uh, it's probably as many as there are American listeners. Oh, so, really? Uh, feel free, okay, feel free I, to mention know, I, those I, things. I can, <laughs> I can say, you know, I'll, I'll be in... Um, Reggio Emilia in October 31st with Rainy on the Moon Project. And then uh, most of November I'll be in Cologne doing a dance project with a dancer from Mozambique and a uh, German choreographer dancer. And we'll be doing a three-person show um, in, in Cologne and I think we play in Stuttgart. And, uh, yeah, and that's, that, that, that's it right October November anyway how did that come about the, the dance project well I was uh, in last year uh, I was in uh, Wuppertal Germany uh, Peter Bratzman and Peter Kowalt's hometown because uh, my wife the dancer Patricia Nicholson she had a residency and we met this other dancer, uh, Andres Dioli, who had worked with Archie Shep, and he was planning a project with the dancer from Mozambique, Dawa. And uh, he somehow uh, had heard about me, and I was suggested to him. So uh, we talked about doing the projects, and he, he got a grant and was able to, uh, to, to come to life a year later. November, so that was a, that was a you know pleasant surprise. And when you uh, when you do work like that with dance, or in this particular case, are you uh, wh- where does improvisation fit in to the context? Are the are the dancers improvising? Are you? Is it all yeah, well, through composed? This particular dancer um, improvise. You know, is very uh, much into improvisation. A lot of dancers are not, but. Um, you know, like uh, you know, like Patricia is because she works with the music, live music. And when you're dealing with live improvised music, usually the dance has got to have some connection to that music by having some improvisation in it. And this particular choreographer, uh, Andre Jolie, he's very much into not setting things, but doing things spontaneously and reacting to the rehearsing the possibilities. But in the performance, uh, trying to reach something that uh, was not reached in the in the rehearsals. Well, my guest is uh, the bassist and composer William Parker. He has two new records out on the Om Fidelity label. Uh, one is called "I Plan to Stay a Believer." That's actually a two CD set. The inside songs of Curtis Mayfield, uh, and the other is Uncle Joe's Spirit House. And I highly recommend them both. Uh, William, I've enjoyed listening to your music for years, and it's a real honor to talk to you. And I thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Okay, thank you.
That's music from William Parker. He's got two new albums out. I Plan to Stay a Believer, the inside songs of Curtis Mayfield, and Uncle Joe's Spirit House, uh, both uh, out now and highly recommended on the uh, Um Fidelity label. This is the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. This show needs your support. Please become a member. Visit thejazzsession.com slash join or just the main Jazz Session page and you'll see the join uh, and subscribe buttons on various parts of the page. And you can do that for as little as 10 bucks a month if you want to pay monthly or as little as $110 a year and uh, levels go up from there and there are various uh, kind of thank you gifts at the different levels and uh, I would guess I need about 100 subscribers to make this show uh, generate enough revenue for me to keep doing it so uh, I hope you'll consider becoming a member and join the folks who already have thank you very much thanks also to the Respect Sextet who uh, composed the theme music for this program They've got a bunch of records out, uh, all of which are well worth your time. The most recent is Farcical Built for Six, and you'll find it at respectsextet.com. Thanks also to Dave Vrabel, who designed the show's logo. Get out there and support some live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and come back next time for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.